All right, hello. Welcome to another hey. episode of Libertarian Los Angeles. I'm uh, Sean Osborne. I'm here with Gia Christopher. Uh, you just got elected to what, what part of the uh, ex executive committee of the Libertarian Party? Hi, um, I am now the Northern California coordinator. Nice. So what Thanks. can you tell people what that uh, consists of? Basically, it's like a chair position of the entire northern region. So there used to be a northern vice chair and a southern vice chair, but the state is so vast that they split it into three territories. And so now we have a northern, central, and southern. And so basically the, the role of this person is to make sure that all of the affiliates can continue to operate, that they grow their numbers, that they grow their grassroots support, that they're able to have, um, you know, basically a committee that they know what they're obligated to and that just basically to promote the, the, the organization itself and just grow the, the movement in small cool. little pockets around Northern California. Thanks. Yeah. What, what kind of, what kind of uh, plans do you have, uh, in mind to to do this like what like what what would you say made you run for this position like what, what did you so, feel you, you could add to it yeah so i'm a new mom well i'm not a new mom i'm an old mom i have a 19 year old and a 12 year old and a new baby she's four months old oh wow well congratulations thank you um so i was um nominated i was nominated by so many different people who just thought that i would be the right person for this role, including Brandon, the previous Calif Northern California. Um, so, so many people told me that, you know, you already have party planning and you already have fundraising. And, and, and so they came to me and they said, will you help us with this? And I'm like, well, you know what, I'm already a libertarian and I do love this and I won't commit to it unless I can do it all the way. And so luckily I have the help of my husband who said, honey, if you want to do this, you have my support. And mm -hmm. so I decided I am not going to half-ass this. I'm going to whole-ass it, as Ron Swanson <laughs> said. <laughs> and so I decided, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's plan some incredible um, parties and let's get people excited and let's, let's grow this thing. And so let's say, for instance, El Dorado County disbanded. Yeah. which just did happen um really? yeah it di they did and you know it's like that is such a spread out and you've got areas of el dorado county where it's like so remote and they don't even have internet you know so how do you get people like that involved and so i actually have a couple of people who i'm getting together right now and i'm like okay let's meet up let's have pizza let's have beer let's just get you guys breaking bread together and let's have you guys talking about the issues and hopefully something will spark inside of you that you will want to form an affiliate so i mean that's all you can do is is just give people the um give people the tools that they need in order to do it and it's not like they don't have enough reason to want to do it like this is the the worst time to be a business owner. This is the worst yeah. time to be a parent with kids in school. There are so many things to get fired up about. So it's not like I have to twist any arms. I just <laughs> have to give people, I just have to give people a meeting space, like meet us here at this time. Here's what you're gonna eat, bring a friend. And I think that that's how we're gonna do it. So that's what I'm working towards. That's great. 
So like when you say like event, like, so the county disbanded, was it just because of a lack of like, you know, ability for people to get around? Oh, I don't know. I don't know why. Um, I can't say why. Um, I can assume it's because they're, so uh, El Dorado County as a county goes from El Dorado Hills all the way up to Lake Tahoe. And you've got these vast areas of land with bad internet. It takes like, let's say you want to, you know, go to the grocery store, you have to drive for 40 minutes. So in order to go to a meeting once a month, in order to have a, a sense of community, it's really hard for the people who care the most. So we have to figure out a way to get to these people or, you know, keep them involved however you can. And so I think maybe that's why, but I don't actually know the real reason. I wasn't involved yeah. in that county previously, but so I've reached out to a couple of people that I do have in that county right now, and I'm just trying to get them back together. So Nevada County, El Dorado County, I've got Placer County already. I've got some people out in Yolo County. So I'm just trying to do what I can with what I have. And so far I've gotten some people who are like, yeah, let's do this. So I'm fired up. Yeah, that's nice. You know, I know, uh, you know, some, some, you know, like some of my, I'm from Indiana and, you know, some of the states, count, counties over there have had problems, you know, because they're more rural, harder to get to. <clears throat> so what they've done over there is like they'll, they'll combine county meetings. They might have it like on the border or something between the counties so people from the other county can come over and join them. I think they had a similar issue in Nevada too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You know, just all that ruralness, you know, people get, uh, you know, they just don't feel really part of the mix. That's true. And even in my own county, Placer County, we've had a 25% relative growth since 2015, but that's all Roseville, uh, Granite Bay, and yeah. Auburn, Rockland. But we've got everything from Auburn out to Lake Tahoe where we don't have anybody. And that bothers me. Like, I know that these people want in. And like when we had the Joe Jorgensen event, we had so many people come down from the hills. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and it's like, okay, how do we keep you involved? So that's yeah, what, that's, yeah. That's your job, huh? <laughs> keep, them, yeah, keep them engaged, yeah. that's cool. Keep them engaged. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, I think like if we can put together some things that bring people with mutual interests, and whether it be, let's say, the Second Amendment, I. Um, I've got some ideas on how to bring, and this would, I would really like it to be a nonpartisan event. So my idea is if we can get a community service event where the Libertarian Party is sponsoring something for the common good, because people like to say that Libertarians only care about themselves and not right. the common good, which we do. So I'd like to, I'd like to sponsor an event for the common good and everyone's invited. And there are so many people in the last year that are brand new gun owners. And that is awesome. And I love that. But let me tell you, it's a little scary too. I'd like yeah, to it, give everyone, everyone who got a gun in the last year or two years who hasn't shot their weapon or even knows how to use a weapon, I'd like to give them an introductory novice course. And so I'd like to get a few range masters to volunteer their time and, and give a, 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 a basic weapons instructional tutorial and then shooting day free to anyone in the public. 
and I'd like to do it as the Libertarian Party. And so things like that, I think you can get people to come together with a common interest. And let's say you're not a Libertarian, but you're new to the gun thing and you want to come and learn it and you realize, wow, these Libertarians are super nice. And you know what? Everyone told me that they were terrible and you know what? They're actually great and I like them. And now right. I want to hang out with them and I want to do more gun stuff with them. And that's where it starts. Yeah, that's a hell of a great, great idea. I like that. That's cool. Thanks. So we've got that in, in the works. I'm thinking it'll probably be sometime in the spring. And um, I have two friends who are range masters who have already donated, who have already promised to donate their time and their skills to help us with this community service event. Oh man, when, when you get anything like that, let me know. We can have you back on the podcast and you can promote it and Thanks, share it man. all over the that, that's really so, yeah, cool. like that. we've got some cool stuff in the works. And so that's just like something that I'm just like naturally um, interested in is um, so my my background is just basically food um, fundraising and um, party planning. So and I also hate the government. So <laughs> <laughs> excellent. So, I love it. I love it. I just felt like this was a natural thing for me to step up and say, so, yeah, you know what, I'll, I'll give you two years of this and let's see how it goes. Yeah. So are you a, are you a longtime libertarian then? Yeah. So basically from the from the time I was a child, I grew up in a really um, I grew up in a I grew up in San Diego with a military family. My my dad and my brothers, they all went to the Persian Gulf War at the same time and left me and my mom there. and. And that was that was something that you know I'll never forget the way my neighbors all poured together and the way my school all wrote letters of, you know, encouragement to my dad and brothers who went off to the war and and that was like such a feeling of pride for me. And as I got older, I realized they never should have gone. They never should have been put in that situation to where I had to always fear that they wouldn't come home. And right. and what if what if they didn't come home? What was that for? It turns out that wasn't our war. Um, and all the other wars that I've looked at since then, um, I became a very vocal anti-war activist as a person with military and law enforcement family, I became vocally anti-war and anti-law enforcement. And, you know, that makes Thanksgiving's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, it's from the perspective of a, um, it, it basically boils down to, you're not going to make friends through violence. Right. You can make friends through trade, through trade of service ideas right? You're not going to yeah. make friends through violence. Nobody wants to be friends with the bully. Right. People, people hang out with the bully because they're scared, not because they like them. Yeah. And ultimately that's where I came to is that I don't want to be the world's bully anymore. And I'm for damn sure not sending my sons into this mess. Right on. So, yeah. 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 I think that's one of the most powerful messages us libertarians have is that anti-war message. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it, it, some people, I don't know, some people might think that, you know, it means we're pacifists, and I, I, I definitely wouldn't, you know, we, we're, we're definitely, you know, pro-protect yourself, you know, if we're attacked, right. you know, libertarians would be the first ones out there, you know, ready to go, but. We're ready to know, go. Yeah, just yeah. Not, for the, not for all the wrong reasons. 
Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, when I do a high school outreach, voter outreach at the high school, there will always be one kid who has been pretty well versed on geopolitical politics. And he'll say, but aren't libertarian, let, aren't libertarians isolationists? <laughs> no, right. we're friends with everybody. Yeah. How can you be an isolationist if you want free trade with everyone? I want free trade with everyone. I will be friends with people in an ancient civil war. I'm friends with both sides. And, right. But don't you need to pick a side? Absolutely not. No. Because if I have things to trade, ideas, services, products, I am not going to solve your ancient civil war over theology that's been going on for thousands of years. The best right. I can do is be friends with both of you and encourage you to do the same. That's right. it. Yeah. Just be a good person and hope that your um, ideals rub off and it, it's, that is what will spread. Because if you spread war, we're doomed. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not, just not, a, not a good thing. Yeah. Well, hey, let's take a little break and then come back and talk about some of the other things you were talking to me about before. Yeah, let, uh, let's before let's started. end it on war and, and damnation. Yeah, yeah. I like that. All right, yeah, so cool. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll come right back and talk about some more positive uh, solutions. Maybe puppies and babies next time. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Hi, thanks for listening to the Liberty Blues Network. Make sure and check out all three podcasts on our network. We have The Liberty Blues, A Progressive and a Libertarian Walk Into a Bar, and Libertarian Los Angeles. Let us know what you think of the podcast and rate, review, follow, or whatever you can, wherever you listen. Thanks. Now back to the show. We're back. So, we went, so what was this idea you were talking about going offshore? Oh man, so have you heard about seasteading? Yeah, 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 a little bit. I think I, I, now, when you started talking about it, I think I remember hearing somebody did it off of Thailand or something. Oh, and, Chad and Nadia, the oh. first seasteaders. Oh man, and they are two of my friends. And oh, I really? will tell you, yes, let me tell you something, these people. He, they, so she's a Bitcoin enthusiast and he is well, and he's an American and she's a Thai national and they do something as horrific as set up a, basically a boat right outside of international waters, right outside of the Thai border from the Thai jurisdiction into the international zone and that and they would have been fine just being out there and living as hermits but they were doing something terrible they were going on the internet sipping champagne and telling everyone how nice it was out there not being controlled by any government and then guess what happened they came and got them didn't they well, the Thai Navy had to exert its power and say, well, you're obviously a threat to our sovereignty, you two peaceful people living out there in the middle of the water. Um, we're going to put a death warrant on your head, and we're going to come and confiscate your boat, and we're going to execute you. Execute. Luckily, oh, for sure. Yeah, no, they have death warrants on their heads. 
Shit. So, yeah. So luckily they got tipped off right before it happened and they were able to flee. So they fled and the, the, the seastead got confiscated and then it was all over the news with the Thai Navy tugging this little, this little prototype. It was really just a little prototype to what a seastead could be. That was the best advertising for seasteading that ever could have happened. Oh, thank you, Thai Navy, for doing that for us because it turns out that when people saw how aggressive the Thai military became towards two people just wanting to live free of tyranny. Yeah. When they saw what happened to these people, they go, okay, now that's wrong. And now I know about seasteading. And so before it was just like a, maybe like 10,000 fringe people who are like, you know what? I want to try something different. Let's go to the ocean. Now I think we have like 100,000 people are like, let's get this thing going now. Yeah. And it's happening. And so I'm super stoked on it. So I'm going, I'm coming out to Freedom Fest out in South Dakota in July. And I'm going to be working the seasteading booth to tell libertarians about the ultimate expression of libertarianism. And it's basically, hey, if you're going to walk the walk and talk the talk, you know, get your ass out there and prove it. Let's go to the ocean and let's prove that libertarianism can work. People say, well, it's never been done before. So, well, if it's never been done before, then how, how do we know it's any good? Well, because it's never been done before. Because the government is never going to let people just be free and trade and exchange freely. That can't happen on land. And there is no other piece of land on this entire planet that isn't controlled by some government monopoly. There is right. no more land of milk and honey. So, so where are your friends at now? They're off the coast of Panama. Nope, they're they're off the coast of Panama. Yeah. And so they are currently building some seasteading prototypes, some super nice ones, by the way. Look up sea pods. Go to Ocean Builders. Look up sea pods. These things are super nice. It's almost like basically like if you took like the iPhone type of design, the very clean lines, very slick, and you made a little cabin out of it and you put it out on the ocean in calm waters. What would that be like? I mean, that does not suck. It's super nice. Right. So let's go out there. Let's experiment with libertarian ideals of free trade, free exchange, um, just the principles of liberty. Let's make a society of it. And then let's, let's let governments compete for citizens instead of fighting the government every single day for your basic rights. Right. Yeah. How do, so, they, how do, how do they deal with like weather conditions and stuff like that? So they the closer, like a group of people because I'm not much on uh, nautical right. knowledge. So basically, the closer you get to the equator, um, so there's this thing called the Coriolis effect. I'm not sure if you're familiar with. No. Um, okay. So then I'm just going to spare you all the boring science details. <laughs> the closer you get to the equator, the calmer the waters are. Oh, shit. All yeah. right. So, yeah. So just basically, just imagine calm waters and let's say there was some sort of a um for sure natural weather event system coming in you could move out of its way because we are on the water and you can float away you can pull your chocks and you can float away um, right. but the closer you get to the equator the calmer the water is and the less um weather systems move through so yeah, it, it's looking pretty good. The science is there, the technology is there. We just need the funding and we need the people 
And um, it's so like, I can taste it. I can taste that salt water in my mouth right now. I'm so <laughs> excited. So are you, are you, is that, is that your plans for the future? Uh, like, oh, uh, for sure. Plans? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Now that doesn't mean I'm going to give up land entirely. I still have aging parents here and a vineyard in Placerville who I'm not going to give up. However, I am definitely going to try to create a new society so that my kids don't have to deal with the hardships and being victims of government like I have been. Uh -huh. And I would like for them to be able to experience freedom. Like you remember being a little kid and, and somebody would tell you to do something and you'd say, make me, it's a free country. <laughs> I don't well, think I ever grew out of that either. Yeah. Right. So I want them to be like, make me, it's a free country. Actually, it's my country. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's basically like the most extreme purity test for libertarian values you can think of. And I am so hungry for it. And I think a lot that of people are, sweet. I think people are hungrier now for this than ever. Like you've got so many people, especially with this pandemic thing, they're like, wait a minute, I thought we had rights. Like they've kind of been asleep at the wheel, so nothing really got to them. And now they're finally awake. They're like, oh my gosh, what the hell is this? I did not sign up for this. And they realize they have nowhere to go to get out of it. Like, where do you go? There's no place freer than this. Right. So, I am shocked at yeah. the number of people that, that I thought would fight against the tyranny that just really bowed down to it too. So man, well, you a, know what? the whole thing it's was a kind of a trip. It's Stockholm syndrome. Like you, yeah. you basically you have to appease your oppressors in order to survive. Mm. It's sick. It's sad, and I'm not doing it. And I don't want my kids to live right. like this. And so I'm ready to be a pioneer on the ocean. And I want to. I want to take. I want to take the coolest people like you. I want to take Kalish Morrow. I want to take Dr. Brent, Miss Jillian. I want to take all the coolest libertarians I know. And I want to, I want to float them out to sea with me and let's go try this out and let's go show the world. Hey, you know what? Join us. It's cool out here. Nobody's making you do anything you don't want to do. And in fact, there's medical tourism. So many doctors and researchers are hands are tied because they're not allowed to experiment or try new things because the, the system is so corrupt. The science medical community is super corrupt. Oh yeah let's let's actually do the medicine that we want to do and yeah. uh let's do it for real that sounds cool awesome. so you, you you had mentioned that you have a, a winery that that's interesting like so uh i like to talk to people like in you know i, li I like i like alcohol uh so I, I like to talk to people in like the the did you say winery or, vin or vineyard, vineyard vineyard so we don't so have do a people winery use it for wines? yet Oh, so we are putting in our first vineyard this year. Oh, okay. And so we are right between three vineyards and wineries. And so we have this land and I'm like, let's just go ahead and put the infrastructure in and pass this down to our kids because how cool would that be? You know, when you're an adult and you get handed a functional vineyard and winery, like how yeah. badass would that be? And also, I want my kids to understand the value of getting your hands dirty. I want them to understand, like, the, the preciousness of, you know, agriculture. There is so much blood, sweat, and tears that goes into this. And I want them to actually get their hands dirty and appreciate soil, even though I am, I am ready to bounce and leave soil for good <laughs> if I have to. 
but it's like this, it's a strange dichotomy. It's like, this is what we have, but you also have, like, I'm ready to leave this if that's what it comes to. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, like, what kind of uh, regulations do they have, like, to have a vineyard, or is there, like, uh, what kind of oh, uh, rules do you have none. to go by? None. Um, none. Oh, I mean, as far as, like, um, ABC laws, yes, but, like, as far as growing grapes is concerned, nothing, really. I mean, like, I have a, um, I have you a... You don't have to have the FDA come in or anything like that and look at them? No, no. So, I have a, um, I have a consultant who's a vineyard consultant and so and then I have like a, a friend who's going to be my sommelier who's going to basically make the wine taste good and then I have the guy who's going to make the grapes taste good and so it should be fine and then we're going to do like research and development of course you know as we do every night <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like fun <laughs> yeah it's pretty fun <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna lie it's actually pretty wonderful and that's why like it's so hard like it's like I'm a libertarian because this is worth fighting for but I'm also a realist and I need to I'm also willing to know when to jump ship you know yeah they're not if they're not going to let us have our basic freedoms I'm not going to put up with this anymore I don't want my kids to have to wear a mask for the rest of their life yeah, you know, I was I went to the Getty Center yesterday because they opened up the day before, uh, uh, I guess on Tuesday, and you know they still have the mandate on and stuff. And I was, you know, I'm polite. I'll wear the mask inside and everything like that. But I was I was like 60 feet away from the nearest person. I took my mask off just to have it off for a little while while I was outside, and they sent somebody over to tell me to put my mask on. I was I was like, not following the science, huh? You know. If I, I put it back on, I wasn't going to raise a stink at the museum, but it was just it was so damn annoying that somebody could be, you know, I wasn't even close to anybody. You know, they came over there and. They got know, in your space to tell yeah, you what to space. do. When I, they could have just left you alone. You know, I was more than polite and stayed away from people. I mean, I'm, I, I'm an introvert. I'm kind of cool with social distancing, so I don't mind staying clear of somebody that doesn't want to be around me. So. You know, I just, you know, I hadn't had my spot and then they came over and said something. I was like, you know, and it was, it was, there was a nice, uh, nice breeze. So I don't understand the whole point of it because all the evidence has the exact opposite of what they, they behaved yesterday. I was pissed. Hey, my friend. Huh? Oh, oh Sorry man, I hate, I, I hate it I when my, that happens. Yeah, I forgot I made my girlfriend host and I couldn't figure out why I couldn't let you in the room. Oh, that's a bummer. Hey, yeah, we're so, back. Yeah, my unfortunately my Zoom meeting is about to tap out on us. So, um, is there anything you wanted to say before we uh, got out of here? And I'll probably just cut out my story and go right from the winery into this. Oh well, no, but basically, how if anybody can think of ways that we can work together, and I don't care what caucus you're in, I don't care how you got into the party. Were you a Republican? Were you a Democrat? Don't care. If you have an idea or if you have a way to connect to other people, I can use you and I want you. I want you on my team. And That's right. basic yeah, it's I want to build a coalition of like-minded people on one issue, liberty. That's it. Don't care where you came from, don't care what you do for a hobby, don't care what you do for a living. I don't <laughs> care how you used to vote. I just want you to band with me on this one thing. Let's take down the enemy and then we can fight over little differences. Yeah, but right now we got one job. Let's that's band a great, together. That's a great message. I love to hear it. Well, I, re I really appreciate you know you coming on the podcast. I appreciate you uh, all all you're doing and and all your ideas and 
you know, all the all the work you're going to put in for us. You know, uh, hey, thank I, you, I agree man. With you totally. Thank you, and uh, I hope to speak to you again. And I'll let you know when we get that big shooting event together. I yeah, will yeah. also let you know we're going to be having a Jeff Hewitt for Governor oh, rally, yes. and he's also going to be at the TEDx Roseville in July. And uh, there's some great stuff in the pipeline. So if anybody wants to know more, just go ahead and look at your local affiliate. So as the Northern Chair, I'm going to be putting together some meetings. I'm going to go to Contra Costa June 8th. We're having one in Roseville June 1st. We're going to be putting one together at the end of June for El Dorado County. So if you're in any one of those sister, sister counties, uh, hit me up, Gia Christopher on Facebook, or just send me an email, Gia you know whatever california lp whatever blah 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 uh let me know and we'll get you hooked up because there is so much great work to do and i really i'm fired up and i want to get people involved right now while the iron is hot well hell, hell yeah you're, you're preaching to the choir here i love it so thank you very thanks, much man. thank and you hope to talk to you soon thanks bud talk to you soon uh, yep bye-bye bye-bye